Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Awesome. Hey, we've been, uh, we have been uh, in a series this month at church talking about the humble parable. I love parables. Who else loves a parable? And... I love the parables because, because it's such a great way that Jesus uh, chose to communicate where he, um, he just told a story. I, I, I love a good story. I love a good story, and, and, and uh, I'm pretty good at telling a story. When uh, my, my, my wife asks, uh, asks me sometimes, she's like, right, Luke, you need to, you need to go and uh, read a story to the boys before bedtime. Uh, I'm like, oh, man, reading. Um, so I just choose to tell a story with my mouth rather than with my eyes. And uh, so, so I just tell a story to the boys. It's always great. It includes them. Um, and uh, stretch the truth a lot in my stories because it always makes it sound better. Um, but, but the parables. I loved it. Who loved Pastor Ryan's message last week? It was great. Come on. The parable of the, the Good Samaritan. So good. Four points. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember. Four points. Here we go. One point was we need to be invested. Uh, another point was uh, we need to do the journey. Another point was cross the road. And the fourth point, anybody else? Yep. Get your hands dirty. There we go. Four points. Hey, that was a, that was a great message. Um, and so this morning... Um, I've, I've, chosen, I've chosen a parable which is, uh, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. And, and as, I've, as I've read through all these different parables over the last couple of weeks, um, I, I've noticed one thing about this parable this morning is that Jesus doesn't just tell the story. He then explains the story. In some of the other parables, what I notice is that Jesus, uh, Jesus will tell the story and then instead of explaining it, he will just tell another story. Yeah. Like, just, you may not have got that, so let me just try again. Yeah. You might not have got that one, so I'm just going to try again. But this one, he goes into an explanation, uh, which is good. And so it's the parable of the sower. And uh, we find it in Mark chapter 4 and uh, verse number 3. We know this is Jesus speaking because it's in red in my Bible. So, so here we go. Mark 4, chapter 3, it says this. Listen. Listen. A farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on the footpath, and the birds came and they ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly, because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon withered under the hot sun, and since it did not have deep roots, it dried. Other seed fell amongst the thorns, and it grew up and choked out the tender plants so that, sorry, so that they produced no grain. Still other seeds, they fell on fertile soil. They sprouted, they grew, they produced crop. That was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much has been planted. 
And uh, I'm, I'm not sure about you, but, but uh, gardening and planting is, is not my thing. I am, uh, um, if it was up to me, concrete. And, and it, would be, it would be smooth, so you could roll a skateboard around, and, and, and that would be it. And, and I would be happy. My wife, on the other hand, who is a florist, has these dreams and aspirations of the most beautiful, colour-filled, floral um, scents that would just make my hay fever get out of control. Like, like this, and so, so we've got these like two things going on in my family. If you talk to uh, my good friend Yarpi, he would say just grass and lots of rain for the grass. But so, so like I'm, I'm, I'm not, and so, so, yeah, planting's just got nothing to do. I like, I gotta be honest, I just don't have time for it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not interested. But, but that's okay. And, 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 and I love that Jesus, as he goes through, he, he always talks about, as he talks about the parables, and as he explains these stories, he always uses something he refers to. Like this one is about sowing and gardening. And I'm like, I, I like to think that Jesus was speaking to his crowd. He's using language that the crowd would understand. He's using, he's using language and stories that the crowd would pick up. Oh, yeah, I know about planting. Yeah, you don't want that stony soil. And, and, and they would know. But Jesus goes on to explain this parable the way I read this parable, and, and, and we'll go through it bit by bit in a second, but the way that I see this parable is, is Jesus is talking about four types of people. There's four types of people. And, and I think, and I believe, that within this room, there's probably three types of people. And the first type of people, sorry, I've really got confused with my name. There's three types of people in this room. The fourth type of person is someone that we're aspiring to be. We're on a journey, and I don't believe that any of us have quite made it, but we're all on different lengths of the journey. So there's three groups of people that I believe will be in this room and that can relate to this parable. So Jesus goes to explain... And in, down in verse 14, he says this. He says, the farmer plants the seeds by taking God's word to others. Can I just stop there for a second and just say, without the farmer planting seeds, none of this would ever happen. I just want to encourage you and challenge you this morning. What kind of seeds are you planting in your world? What kind of seeds are you planting in your school? in your workplace, in your family, amongst your friend circles, what kind of seeds are you planting? The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come and come at once and take it away. The first group of people are, there's probably not many of you, if any of you in this room because you're here. And, and, and these are people that just don't want to hear nothing. 
that they, they, due to whatever circumstances, due to whatever's going on in their life, they just don't want a bar of it. They'll probably give you a lot of grief about even trying to share the word and, or, or, or share your faith with them. But then there's, a, there's another side of it as well, I believe, and, and, and every now and then, over time, I've come across some just real hard nuts. <laughs> and, and through whatever circumstances and through whatever things that have happened in their life, they've, they've really just put up some walls. They've really put up some walls. They've become cynical. They just don't want to hear it. And even though deep down they might know it's good for them, they just, they just don't want to hear it and they just shut it down every time. Now these walls in our lives, they can, they can happen for all sorts of reasons. But, but, but these people, the first group of people, they just don't want to hear it at all. The second group of people, Jesus goes on in verse 16 to say the seed... On the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last for long, they fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. See, I don't know if you're here this morning and, 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 and maybe this is you and you've received the God's word with joy before. You've got excited about it. You got baptized. You, you, you started telling everybody about it because you're just so excited and pumped like Ryan was talking about. And, and, and then all of a sudden something happens and sickness comes. Or, or perhaps there's a death in a family. Or you're made redundant from your job. Or all of a sudden something comes in your way and just railroads this joy and this faith that you've once had and and all of a sudden just like the shallow roots your the wind and the and the sun dries you out and these things that come life that happens all of a sudden just just take away and dry up that faith that joy that once was there the second group of people the third group of people is Verse 18, it says, the, the seed that fell amongst the thorns represents those who hear God's words, but, but quickly the message is crowded by the worries of life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. And so no fruit is produced. Distraction. Distraction comes. And, and, and you know, like work is great, and I understand there's a need for money. We all, we need it to survive, but there's a lure of wealth that can overtake, a distraction can overtake. One of the biggest things that I believe that is confronting our, our, our young people, but not just young people at the moment, is, is the whole thing of success and fame. The lure of success and fame and, and the fact that you've got to be seen, I've got to get a million hits, I have to get 100,000 likes, I have to have 50,000 subscribers. The, the fact of this lure of wealth is such a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just for our young people. I've met many people who are distracted by this and, 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 and their course is all of a sudden veered left or right. 
the worries of life. Come on, we all know that a massive thing that is, that is disrupting our culture, that is disrupting many people in our community is this thing of anxiety, this thing of depression, this thing of worry. It is literally crippling people. People can't get out of bed because of these feelings, these worries, these thoughts. What a distraction in their life. What a distraction in their life. The fourth group is, is this. And there's a seed that f- falls on good soil. And that represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as been planted. Good soil. Good soil. As I... As I've been reading through this this week, I've, the one thing that I've been focusing on is, is I, I can, there's parts of me that I can recognize in group number one, group number two, and group number three. Yeah. I'm, I'm a young man who does not want to be told what to do <laughs> sometimes. And I'm sure that there's plenty of others in here that have that same attitude, attitude kind of deeply ingrained sometimes that's a good thing. Often it's a bad thing. And one thing that I've learned is that I have to, 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 I've learned to be humble, to take correction, that when I've, when I've done something wrong and someone's pulled me up on it, it's a good thing to listen. And that attitude of, you can't tell me what to do, or as I like to say it, you're not my dad, um, that attitude, that attitude can get us a long way in life, but can also cut us off at the knees. Can also cut us off at the knees. There's parts of me that I see in, in group number two. We're just, things happen in life. And we don't know why, and we don't have all the answers. Sometimes... I've shared this story before, but I remember being in my early 20s. I was leading a connect group full of young men. These guys were all in their senior year at high school. And we were having a good time. We, the group was growing rapidly. We were seeing their friends saved. It was, it was so awesome. And then a good friend of these boys... He'd been to the group a couple of times. I'd been surfing with him. He was the head boy of the school, school of 3,000 kids. He was the captain of the football team. And on a Saturday afternoon, playing football, he dropped dead on the field. I'm standing there as a, as a youth leader to these young people. How the heck can I lead them away from this distraction? This distraction that, it, that could so cripple them and, and take them away. I didn't even have relationship with this kid like some of these boys did. And I felt crippled. Distractions come. Life happens. But we have to learn how to navigate those things and walk that journey and tend our soil to be good soil. Group number three, the distraction 
and the lure of wealth and the worries of life. I'm a dad of three boys. I'm not one to often worry, but sometimes I think about what's going to happen with those boys as they grow up. I run my own business. I have to find enough work to be able to pay staff and feed my family. The worries of life can come and and cripple and take down us all. But once again, we have to learn to navigate those things and tend to our soil. Now, once, there's a couple of things that I've learned about good soil. Is that it takes work. These are things that I've observed because I, I don't know them for myself. <laughs> but one thing I've seen is that when people do planting is that, they, is that they'll dig a hole a lot bigger than the thing that they're planting. My brother's a landscaper, and I've, I've seen this, and, and the, the hole will be bigger than what is going in the hole. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll throw out the dirt and the soil, the rocky soil, the unhealthy soil, and they'll throw that aside, and they'll replace it with rich, nutrient-filled soil. And then they'll plant. From time to time in our lives, I know that there's just stuff that we just need to dig out and get rid of. Each and every one of us goes through things, has been through things, and we have stuff that we need to deal with. And to do that, it takes digging. It takes a little bit of hard work, a little bit of grit, a little bit of determination. I don't know, I don't know if you've ever tried digging in some good hard pumice. But sometimes to break through that solid crust, you just you gotta you gotta throw that spade into that thing as hard as you can. You end up with blisters on your hand and sweat running off. Because it's hard work. It's not pretty work. I don't know if you've ever spent the day on the end of a shovel, but you get home dirty. <laughs> you come home covered in muck and you come home tired and exhausted. It takes work to dig and we've all got stuff that we need to dig we need to fill that hole with rich soil and what I've learned from my time in in church amongst communities of believers is is that rich soil comes through relationships as you invite other people into your worlds As you invite other people into your life and you get vulnerable and you get humble, you take some correction here and there, you, you, rich soil is produced through those relationships. That's why as a church, we believe that connect groups are pivotal. Because in that world, you, you get into a smaller group of people where you can open up and you can share the nitty gritty. In fact, those guys might help you do some digging too. And through those relationships, there's rich, rich soil that takes place. The final thing that I believe happens when you, when you do planting, you fill that plant back up with some good, rich soil. 
And then the other thing is, is that you soak that thing in water. You soak that thing in water. And when Jesus left this earth, he, he sent us the Holy Spirit, the great friend, the great counselor, the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us, it says. And I want to tell you this morning that there is something that happens with the receiving of the Holy Spirit. There's a watering that takes place. A watering that takes place. Throughout the Scripture, the Holy Spirit is referred to as a river. That out of us would flow, flow livers, rivers, rivers of living water. Number one, we need to start digging. We need to start digging and get, getting rid of that, that rubbish soil. Number two, we need to start filling that hole with rich, life-giving soil, relationships. We need to get connected. We need to, it, says in the, it says in the Word to, to repent to one another. We need to open up with people and get vulnerable and let them speak life into us. And third, we need to water what has been planted. Come on, the Holy Spirit has been given to us. And it is not only moments like this on a Sunday morning where we can receive from the Holy Spirit, but it's Monday morning, it's smoko on Monday, it's dinner time around the dinner table with your family. The Holy Spirit is here for one and all and available at every, any time because of what Jesus has done to us. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.